With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, here's what's going on in the NHL. Toronto leading Boston 4-1 with five and a half minutes left in the second period. Mitch Marner has scored. That's his 28th of the season. The Boston goal by Pasternak on the power play. He has 38. Also late in the second period, Hurricanes and Lightning tied 2-2. Panthers now up 4-1 on Montreal. After two, the Rangers lead the Penguins 2-1. Second period, Islanders leading the Blue Jackets 4-2. Senators, first game since the passing of their owner, Eugene Melnick, with a 1-0 lead on the Predators with about seven minutes left in the first. Brady Kachuk has his 23rd. No score in the first between the Flyers and the Wild. Later, Avalanche and Flames and Stars will take on the Ducks. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30. Ched game at 7.30. Miko Koskinen will be the goaltender. Jay Woodcroft wouldn't elaborate on any other lineup tweaks. Oilers and Kings as uh, they face for the third of four meetings this season. The road team has won the first two games. They're going to play next week again in Los Angeles. Okay, he joins us every week here on Inside Sports. Powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian. Store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca, former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reading yourself? I am doing very well. Great to catch up with you. Now, I left last week's appearance on a cliffhanger because I said, Kelly, you'll be on next week and we'll talk about the Battle of Alberta. And I know the audience right? has played <laughs> since then, but I think it's fitting that we do flashback on a crazy night that had me thinking of you because you, you've told me about playing in games that were six five 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 eight six or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. But also uh, a game that I think, I, I thought anyway, and I want to get your take, that perhaps exposed some of the differences between the two teams. Uh, take me back to Saturday night. Well, I don't think either team was <clears throat> all that sharp, really. I think they, uh, uh, Edmonton certainly, um, I thought, by the way, I thought the Oilers had a good first period. I thought they were actually the better of the two. I thought Calgary started quite slow. Um, you know, Calgary scored on some uh, opportunities, that, not that I thought they had a lot of them, but, and then, uh, it, uh, then I thought Calgary started to take over. And of course, even though Edmonton, uh, it was 6-5 in the third period and McDavid had that great chance and uh, marks him with his best save and maybe one of his only good saves of the night. But that's what a, a great goaltender does when you've already given up five. I just think that the game was uh, an indication of what can happen in today's NHL if you're not ready mentally. And I don't know if we'll see a ton more than this or a ton 
done more like this. It's. I was curious, though, thinking, Reed, because when you and I have chatted about my day in the NHL and playing in the high-scoring 80s, there was sort of like a, a reset mindset that a goaltender and a team had to have. And and they don't play that way anymore. It's not very often that uh, you get these kind of nine, five scores. Uh, you don't often get a guy uh, where, where both goaltenders, starting goalies, give up five and one's pulled, one stays in it. So there are a lot of different mental dynamics. I was thinking about how an athlete has to forge his way through when, you know, we had, I had playoff games like this for gosh sakes and and you know that's a, a completely different mindset once again whereas uh, in a regular season game so i i i'm kind of rambling here because i just don't know what to make of it because it was so different and i didn't expect that in a battle of alberta in this this year 2022 it's interesting you put it that way kelly because as i'm sure you will understand the uh, the mindset with a lot of callers to Rob and I after the game was okay. This is this is trouble that this happened, and certainly the discussion that Rob and I had was this exposed the worst fears of oil country that their defense isn't quite sturdy enough and maybe isn't quite quick enough to take on a team of Calgary's caliber or similar over five, six, seven games in a playoff series. Are, are, are you saying that perhaps uh, we're overreacting to it or, or that it's, it's not that serious a problem, some of the things we saw on Saturday? Listen, nobody wants to get beat 9-5 in uh, late March when the playoffs are a month away. But I can tell you that from uh, experience that it can happen. And the biggest thing you have to do is uh, in terms of as a player and management and coaches not get mad at the players uh, nobody wanted that to happen from an Oilers perspective and I can give you even a better example uh 93 when we went to the finals in the first round we beat Calgary in Calgary uh quite handily and then they smoked us and I was a goalie in, on record and I played the entire game they smoked us in game two nine to two and I remember uh there were weren't very many words in the dressing room after the game we get to the airport my coach Barry Melrose comes up to me goes you okay I go yep and we ultimately won that first round series as you can expect if we get to the finals but my example there is that you will take it on the chin on occasion and you can't get caught up in the emotion of what maybe the fans feel like and, and their feelings are warranted but it's just it's a different animal or experience when you're the player going through it because you have to ensure that you clear your mind and you focus on uh, just individually your next shift the or your first shift the next game and is as simple as that sounds that's exactly what the focus has to be. I just quickly brought up that series here online Kelly it tied 2-2 after four games and then you guys won games five and six nine four and nine six right so right <laughs> now having in fairness and I hate to throw the guy under the bus but Jeff Reese was thrown into the fire for the Calgary Flames because Mike Vernon uh had sprained his ankle and so uh Jeff Reese was a, a good NHL goaltender but we got a break there because there's a, a difference between Vernon and Reese for sure yeah. and by the way that in that round I needed a little bit of help because I ended up playing the first three games uh Calgary beat us 
Uh, I can't remember something like four one maybe at home in game three, and then Barry Melrose made the the wise but the brave choice to go to Rob Stauber in game four, and and we won a close one two one I believe. So you know lots of different experiences that you go through, right? And you got to handle it all, and it's not just you know uh, steamrolling everybody and saying okay we've got a good team. Part of the experience is learning uh, what you have to do differently when you get to. Um, steamrolled yourself like Edmonton was on Saturday. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Well, and the Oilers bounce back, obviously, with the uh, taking mm-hmm. down the Coyotes, who aren't very strong, and fun one coming no. up against the Kings tomorrow. You got a fun one coming up tonight, because it is uh, the Flames taking on the Avalanche. You know, I, I do think they are are the, the two te- best teams in the Western Conference. However, Nathan McKinnon isn't going to play in this game. And I know Colorado was dancing around it a little bit from what I've read and heard, but likely yep. got hurt in a fight the other night. Your yep. attitude on star players fighting, do they totally have to walk away from it all the time? Or do you understand why they feel they got to do it at times? Yeah, that's such a difficult one. I know uh, many years ago when Jerome McGinley was a a top-notch player and he was fighting on occasion and I was on record on Hockey Night in Canada long ago now. This is when I had behind the mass segment still and Scott Oak and I were discussing it and I said, uh, I, I understand why Jerome wants to do it and he's good at fighting and he's good at playing, but I would not allow him to fight. If that were my player, that would be um something i would have a discussion with and listen i understand and it gets you going and you know it's part of who you are but i wouldn't allow it and that's i mean sunday when i'm watching that game and i i was actually seated watching the game and then when i saw mckinnon and dumba going i i honestly got out of my seat read and i got closer to the television and i was shaking my head and i i thought Please don't do this, Nathan McKinnon. You just do not need to do this. Now, I had no idea that, uh, you know, we're kind of guessing here. He may have hurt his hand in that fight, uh, but that is just something he just does not need to do. He First of all, they don't need to miss him for five minutes with a fighting major. And lastly, they don't need him to miss perhaps weeks because of it. I, I just, I'm not a proponent of it. Uh, I know that there's something, you know, honorable, I suppose, about players that have that high skill level that want to do it. But to me, uh, I would probably even, you know, I don't know if I could put in a team rule, uh, but you can tell how firm my stance is against. I just don't like it. Did you ever have a coach actively ban a star player, like for lack of a better word, actively ban a star player from fighting? or Or would it just kind of be maybe a conversation discouraging it or explaining the player's value to the team. I'm just wondering how that could play yeah, out sure. behind the scenes, you know? Well, Gretzky had two fights, I believe, in his career, didn't he? I think, Neil yeah, Broughton. I believe, so. yep. I believe Neil, Neil Broughton. I can't remember the other one. Uh, and uh, I don't know if anybody personally told him. I don't know if Sather did. or I, I kind of remember... Um, Barry Melrose kind of leading the charge like there's certain guys here in this room that we don't need fighting and I I suspect he probably would have definitely said Wayne I doubt he would have wanted Luke Robitaille to fight Yari most likely didn't have a fight but he certainly did not discourage people like Marty McSorley and and Warren Reichel and and the other guys and by the way I know people might chuckle because I threw Marty McSorley in there because he got his name because of his uh, fighting and physical 
physical play. But Marty, through sheer hard work and de determination, became a pretty good player. And so, you know, it was it was a kind of like trying to balance that act where Marty, yes, he was physical and needed to play that way. But, you know, we missed him when he was sitting in the penalty box. Gretzky, I just looked it up on Hockey Fights. Neil Broaden, and I'm, I don't even remember this player, Kelly, so I'm not sure how to say the name, uh, Lakier from Chicago. Okay. And no, I don't remember either. That was in 1980, his rookie season in the NHL. And okay, so yeah. Gretzky and Rudy, both with two fights. You fought McLean and Van Breesbrook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's too funny right and i don't think anybody will mix me up with wayne uh, get me confused with wayne <laughs> oh very funny Reed. i love it hey uh I, I know you're gonna get in the booth here right away but quickly uh pretty cool sports moment that has a lot of people talking and, and that is Canada's going into the World Cup. They still have a game, but then the draw is on Friday. I mean, we're going to find out what pool we're in, and people are already speculating, oh, what if they play this country or, or my ancestors are from that country? I mean, there's so many storylines. But just um, – right. and Dwayne De Rosario, by the way, is coming up on the show here between 7 and 7.30, which is going to be cool. Uh, but Canada is in the World Cup. I thought that was pretty incredible watching them dominate Jamaica, quite frankly. 100%. And uh, I, I will say this uh, – my wife and I are quite sporting, but some other family members, uh, like our daughters and stuff, uh, and their spouses, not the biggest sports fans, but they, even Sunday, we had uh, some people or, and, and they were discussing it about how exciting it is. And uh, it, it really gives you a, a you know, a feeling of being so proud to be Canadian uh, for those uh men to to make that uh, accomplishment just phenomenal and and also whenever our women do great in soccer and i i, I have to tell you I, I i'm not the biggest soccer fan per se but they definitely get my attention yeah awesome stuff well kelly interesting game tonight have fun calling it the flames and the avalanche and of course we'll have plenty more to discuss next week my friend take care you got it. thanks reed take care Kelly Rudy checking in, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. So there's your random trivia for the night. Kelly Rudy and Wayne Gretzky, the same number of fights in the National Hockey League, both with two. All right. We're going to take a timeout. We will tell you how you can win Oilers tickets when we get back to Inside Sports. to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chat. I got to tell you something here. This is really cool. We want to send you and nine friends. Well, and again, I want to emphasize, they don't have to be your friends. You can take anybody you want, but you and nine other people to an Oilers game. It is the Your Team One Epic Night Contest. So first of all, every day this week, Somebody's going to win a pair of tickets to the Oilers and Sharks on April 28th. So that'll be five winners. And then those people go into the grand prize draw, which is going to be announced on 630 Ched Mornings with Chelsea and Daryl on Monday. That's April 4th. And that person is going to get to a go to the game on April 22nd in a VIP suite hosted by Daryl McIntyre. And after the game, you get to go on the ice for a post-game skate, and you also get a personalized Edmonton Oilers jersey. Now, you might be thinking, my goodness, Reed, this sounds too good to be true. How can I get in on these shenanigans? Well, I'm going to tell you what you can do. 
You go to the contest page on 630Ched.com. Again, you look for your team, One Epic Night. That's the name of the contest. And then you, you have to input something. And you have to input the total of two jersey numbers. And I'm going to give you the players whose jerseys you have to add together for today. There'll be other guys tomorrow. There were different guys yesterday. But today, it is Smith plus Yamamoto. Smith plus Yamamoto. So you got to add those two jersey numbers today, input it, and then you're in the draw, and maybe you get picked today, and maybe you win the grand prize. I don't know. Somebody's going to win it. So why not you? And you could even, if you could even come to the game a little early and come into Studio 99 and say hi to me and Rob Brown and Bob Stoffer and whoever, whoever else is there. So that's the deal. So five people this week will get a pair of tickets to Oilers Sharks on the 28th, but the grand prize winner goes on April 22nd, gets a VIP suite. Daryl's going to host 10 people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty cool. Got a message here from Nathan who says the Edmonton Collegiate Hawks are off to Kelowna for the first baseball games of the Canadian College Baseball Conference this weekend. Was just looking to see if we could get a shout out. As most people probably don't know, we have a college team in Edmonton. Well, Nathan, there's your shout out. shout out. We should get somebody on the show from your team. If you're still listening, fire me an email, insidesports at 630ched.com. Give me some details. Maybe we can uh, do an interview on that. That'd be fun. I always appreciate suggestions from listeners we've had some good story ideas and uh, good segments over the years from you who you just say hey reed this person's cool you should talk to them uh are we is jeremy from glendon checking in tonight yes from glendon one of uh one of our most famous listeners to inside sports lives inside the pierogi in glendon alberta Mm. i believe he's getting married this summer sounds delicious so the pierogi not getting married (laughs) the pierogi not the marriage itself (laughs) just to clarify uh you have jeremy's message kellen i do yeah he's got a two-parter tonight so it's a two-part pierogi maybe uh i don't know uh hey reed the oilers have a better chance of making the playoffs with one more win than intern play-by-play man bob stoffer has of not getting the mediterranean chicken from royal pizza he also goes on to add, also, how many times before has, the ch- has Ched turned on the Japanese village goal light for a loss? The odds of that have to be pretty low, too. Uh, we well, not very often for, for a second one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, is there more? No, I was just saying, not very often for a second one. Uh, it, it has been turned on in losses. Hasn't it been turned on in losses twice this year? Didn't they lose another game with five? I'm going back and checking the... Uh, so we, whenever the Oilers score five or more, we turn we turn it on. It doesn't have to be only a win. So it's been on a lot lately. Because they got on the last homestand, they got it was on three out of the five games. Yeah, and it was on against San Jose. Yeah, it's been on three games in a row now. Even though two of the games have been lost, I thought they got to five. Did they not lose a game? They got to five. Now I'm looking back and checking, Jeremy. You always spring these questions on me. I, I know it has happened in the past, though obviously unusual to score 
Oh, it hasn't happened this year. It's been on a fair number of times this year. The, the Oilers can sort. There's no problems with the Oilers offensively. And yes, I, I know you can pick out some players. Oh, I wish he'd scored more. This guy, whatever. But I, they score enough, and the power play looks a lot better with Nugent Hopkins back. And hey, how about this? Sometimes the second power play unit scores goals. To me, it's all going to come down to preventing goals. Can they? Can the goalies? One of the goalies really grab it? And can the defense handle? you know, quick physical forechecks. And I guess just not the defense, the whole structure of defending. Are they going to be able to handle fast physical teams when they get into the grind of a postseason series? That's my question for Edmonton. We have a very special guest coming up, Dwayne DeRosario. Until recently, he was Canada's all-time leading international goal scorer in men's soccer. And uh, he is enjoying this week as Canada has indeed qualified for the World Cup. His very unique perspective when we get back. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.